Hola, welcome to Salvi Mujeres Talk. I am Oti. I am Tati. And we are two mujeres, primas, y amigas embracing our raíces salvadoreña. Reaching out to share with our Salvi community con la misma curiosidad. Hola, comunidad. This is Oti from Salvi Mujeres Talk. Welcome back to another episode. So, well, first of all, I want to start off with Happy Mother's Day to all of Madres out there. Um, hope you all enjoyed your Mother's Day. I actually went to LA, a little short little um, weekend getaway with my best friend for her birthday, and it was Mother's Day weekend as well, so that was fun. So I definitely enjoyed myself and came home and spent some time with the kids. So it was a good Mother's Day weekend, little time for myself and then some time with the kids. And I guess it's doble, right? Mother's Day since um, El Salvador, Mexico, and Guatemala celebrate Mother's Day on May 10th as well. So double Mother's Day there. Well, I wanted to share with you all that we are have um, a new episode for you. Um, we didn't, Tati and I interviewed uh, the author of Salvi Yorkers, Carmen Molina. It was such a great episode. She brought so many gems um, that she talked about in her book. It was such a great experience in speaking with her and sharing with us her own experience in um, how she started with this book and her, her, her reasons behind it. I think although most of, um, of the folks that she talked about in her book are from New York, where she lives, it also kind of gave us a reflection as, as well as, you know, that there is such a wide variety of Salvadorinos here in the United States that are doing some great stuff. Um, we have artists and producers um, just doing their thing, and it's such a, it was such an honor to hear. Um, and also, you know, the international mothers, as you know, a mother that came here from El Salvador, pregnant, um, and and what women their Salvador experience when having to make the decision of leaving their home country with or without their kids and their own experiences here. So it was great to, to speaking with her. Um, if you haven't, I highly recommend you read the book. It just gives you a, a great reflection of the community and what Salvadorinos are doing here in the United States. So hopefully you enjoy our episode. Hola, Salvi community. This is Oti and Tati and our special guest, Carmen. Hola, Carmen. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, for uh, Tati and Oti, for this invitation. I really appreciate that. Good, good. So, Carmen, a ver, cuéntanos. I, I don't know if you saw my post or anything, but I went to Kauai and I decided, let me take... Carmen's book to read, read, and uh, um, it was super, super interesting. And I think one of the takebacks that I took was definitely, I went to Maryland, I, I wanna say maybe 15 years ago, and my mom's family's over there, and I had no idea the impact of Salorinos allá, que me quedé. What, what, how, wait, wait, how did this happen everything? I always questioned myself. I felt like here in California, all corners, puedes encontrar food trucks, um, tacos, burritos and everything. And then when I went to Maryland, todos los restaurants allá eran comida salvadoreña. So me quedé impresionada, but I didn't question it. I just said, oh, okay. I, I, I guess I had no idea. And so, of course, years later, we, we do this podcast and everything. And then I have your, I read your book. It's like, wow, I had no idea the impact of Salvadoreños in, in the East Coast. And I think a lot of it is in my, my family, Binoaki, California, 
it makes sense porque la familia se ha quedado aquí en California, it's very close to the border. Um, but going to the East Coast, that's a whole different <laughs> traveling for family to go and head down to the, for the, for the East Coast. So one, thank you for reading, for writing this book. I think it was- You're welcome. It's an amazing book, Carmen, honestly. Thank who, you. It's... Who took it to Hawaii? That was, thank, you for, thank <laughs> you for taking me to Hawaii, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So cuéntanos, how did, so, you know, you came, you came to the, in, in, in the East Coast with, with your husband and then what impact did you say? You know what? What, what's going on? I have no, because for, for us, our journey has been, we have no, there's not enough information for us to um, teach our, our, our children. Uh, it's our little culture, even for myself, first generation born here, I embraced myself with the cultura around me, which primarily the Mexican culture. So that's been my Latino. So if you could explain to us, what was your like niche? What was your like, no, es, eso, it has to happen. Esa es la razón por la cual lo tengo que hacer. Yes. That was the well, reason. Well, you guys are the reason I wrote that book. Because, and I invite um, to the public to listen the first chapters of your uh, podcast. Because uh, that there is the the reason you know the the journey to the motherland the need of the, looking for the roots because for many of you guys the roots are there for other the roots are not there they vanished in time for many reasons and uh, I, and i think every person every family has a, a, you know is is different but we have this um the, the experience is, is common. So, uh, because when I, when I immigrate, so I, I was born, uh, so I was a child and a teenager during the war in El Salvador. So, and that's the, you know, that is what the current generation ex is experienced. So the, the years before the war, the war and, and the, 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 the post-war. Post mm -hmm. so, and yeah, and, and it was, um, I mean, me personally, I live in the capital, San Salvador, but, and this is one of the most interesting things about the East Coast, because most of the people is from the Northeastern El Salvador, the Oriente. The Oriente. Entonces son del Norte de Morazán, del Norte de San Miguel, del Norte de La Unión. And of course, we need, we need to understand about how culture is different pasando el rio lempa and i think you talk about this in your in your uh, in one of your podcast on, on, on the podcast because the the del rio lempa that is uh, starts in por esquipulas atrás de esquipulas entre guatemala, guatemala. y Honduras y divide el salvador entre la zona para central eh, y oriente culture is is different so eh, la gente habla de otra forma, tiene otras muletas para hablar, tiene otros dichos, platos. Eh, and so, it, so we can start seeing the differences, but what is the common, eh, the common topic, the common experience is how, in, how we immigrated, right? And, uh, and when I came here, and of course, it's completely a different story than, than yours because I'm a recent immigrant. I came almost 11 years and, uh, and I, but I came to Brooklyn. So I lived 10 years in Brooklyn and it has been a completely different experience from the mayor's settlement in New York, which is in the suburban area of uh, Long Island. Because uh -huh. the Long Island, uh, as you may read in the book, is in uh, the specific zip codes in where Salvador or, or uh, towns that Salvadorian live, uh, those are one of the most um, segregated, racist, and expensive zip codes in the US. Mm -hmm. So how 
eh, campesinos del nororiente de El Salvador, they, how, they, how and why did they choose to stay and start these settlements here? So because of work, there was work. And, pero tenemos que ir uh, back to the 60s, try, yeah. trying to understand the, the, the specific reasons because there was a shift in the demographics Mm -hmm. uh, from the um, American um, population there in the 60s, the immigration uh, laws that were changing. So, and it was like, uh, the, and, and as, you, as you said, so that the, the problem is the lack of the information, the lack mm -hmm. of studies, the lack, and it, happily, at, at least in the West Coast, you have UCLA with the Departamento de Estudios Chicanos y Centroamericanos, que hay una, hay una creciente población de, de scholars from your generation that they are interested in, in, in digging in, in all these topics, but also in the East Coast. So I, 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 I'm privileged of knowing, especially Salvadorans, women, mujeres, mm -hmm. que hay una estudiando un, eh, un doctorado en la Universidad de Albany, There is another sociologist in, the, in Adelphi University that is also studying maternity, motherhood in the in, in immigration. Also here in New Jersey, because I now I live in, in New Jersey. Um, we have Patricia Campos Medina, one of the strongest women and activists um, that moving into uh, from the, the Nueva, entre Nueva York and Nueva Jersey que también hizo su tesis de doctorado con el tema de, de maternidad. Entonces, eh, y hay otro uh, 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 sociologist and anthropologist uh, from El Salvador uh, who's been studying motherhood and immigration in the D.C. area, in Washington, D.C. Uh, so and I, I, that was a surprise because that, that is the problem. So how we can, you know, being a collect all this information and because mm -hmm. in the in the in the scholars uh, field so it's problematic because the language and is not uh, no está al alcance de todo so and mm -hmm. because I'm journalist I came here as a journalist as a news correspondent from El Diario de Hoy Salvador.com and I started uh, looking for stories and and with the particularity that I was living in Brooklyn so I was far but but the distance gave me a sort of, of objectivity and I was able to because like in many in, in like in any place so there is a lot of uh, polarization and antagonismo entre la población was that before the Salvadorians were divided by always the political yeah. derecha izquierda also religion and also sports mm. and but i think for the maybe the the last 10 years this have been eh, cambiando progresivamente porque no solo porque no porque porque ya no las cosas eran right and left porque la derecha se fragmentó, entonces hubo otro factor. Y luego con eh, nuevas ideas y Nayib Bukele hubo una como eh, fragmentación mucho más profunda de, de la comunidad. Entonces eso es lo que se, se puede ir observando. Entonces ese es, that's the reason what I, yeah. you know, because I needed to, to learn for myself, to to try to, to fill the voice that I find, I found. Uh, and because the, um, as you can uh, read in the book in the first chapter, so the, the, the uh, there are just a couple of anthropological or ethnographic studies about Salvadorians in New York specifically. And one was uh, from, is from 30 years ago. And it's uh, pure anthropology, so it's, I mean, I invited to, to read it. It's from Dr. Sarah Mahler, it's, um, Salvadorans in Suburbia, and the other is American Dreaming. Uh, but it's super, uh, uh, it, because it's pure science, 
So it's complex and also because it's in English. So it's almost like, wow, it's, it <laughs> can be very hard. So my, that's how I, so I, I saw the, the it's, I, I felt the need of doing this compilation of stories, but also, and in the first part is, I think it's kind of hard to read because it has all the, the statistics, all the numbers, but also the, the relationship between the United States foreign policy impacting in Latin America, Central America, and El Salvador specifically, because we need to understand that El Salvador uh, was one of the last scenarios from the Cold War. So you have you have the Marxist-Leninist guerrilla fighting against uh, far-right uh, uh, far, uh, government back from the US mm -hmm. that was sending in, in the worst years of the war at the, in the middle eighties, $1 million each day in, 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 in municiones and in, in ayuda militar. So, entonces, como, do you want to understand what's going on in the, in the Southern border? You want to understand what is this? Why so Mara Salvatrucha is so complex and what's going on right now and, and, and the struggles of our people. So we need to go like back in time and try to, to and, and of course, it's not just what you can find on Wikipedia or, but it's, 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 it's a word that I, I will say is a little, you know, a kind of pioneer in that sense. And, um, but it was hard. I always, I always say that it was the longest of my third of my three pregnancies. Oh, wow. oh <laughs> yeah. wow! Yeah, because um, it took almost. I mean, I will say five, eight years to write the book in English and in, in Spanish, <laughs> and plus the two years that took the the English book. So it's ten years. So it's yeah. it's, so it's your a, baby too. Yeah, and it. It's the product of my own immigration. Yeah, uh, I think it's beautiful. I think you're right. I think it's in order for us to understand, you know, why, you know, why I'm here, why I thought these are, why you're hearing everything. You have to go back the foundation of how it all started and how it's impacted um, here in the United States and still impacting. Because it's still, I mean, we're still there. There are always going to be this connection between the United States and 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 this, and, this, and El Salvador. So going back to the roots is always super important too. Yes, and I have to, to share this with everybody that is listening because um, I feel very related to you in the way that I have seven years of being here as well. So there's a need to uh, go back to what we are. And I feel the purpose that you have is very similar to ours, of course, to let this information go to, to other generations, the little ones, but also to ourselves, because it's part of, of us. So I was uh, very lucky that I got your book in Spanish. I read it in the Spanish version. And just like you said, I know that, and, and let's be honest here, for us to be able to understand our culture, of course, we have to go back to history. We have to go back to the facts of what happened, the most, rep the most representative things that happened to us, uh, things that lead to immigration uh, in this country, um, but also the statistics, because I know you mentioned it's very hard, very complex, but it's very interesting that you were able to gather all of this information and to put it out there in the book so everybody can get to understand how we Salvadoreños start doing this. Um, toda la, eh, empezamos a emigrar del Salvador. Todos tenemos el conocimiento de la guerra también. We know that sometimes this is, these are very delicate subjects sometimes or topics, but it's part of who we are. And I'm very thankful with you because sometimes with Oti, we mentioned that it's not that easy to get the information because we rely a lot on the information on websites, on internet, and it's not that easy to go to a bookstore and get a bunch of books from El Salvador and different topics. And we need to try to make a change regarding them. And you are a, a very important person doing this 
because you're gathering all of this information, not only from your research, but what other people has done in the collaboration, inevitable co collaboration that has to be, so we can come out with this magnificent piece of art. Because this is your baby. And honestly, I loved it because the book, if, if you allow this to, to tell everyone here, just go get it. You're going to find very important uh, information, datos, estadísticas, gente del Salvador, gente aquí que está haciendo eh, cambios y apoyo para nuestra comunidad salvadoreña. There's a bunch of things that we we know, we have an idea, but to see it finally somewhere where, where you can read it is completely different than doing what I think you did. You start doing the research and took all of these years to put everything together. So thank you for, for bringing this to us because por supuesto que lo vamos a recomendar el libro. Leanlo is is it's something that you should have, a book you should have in, in your, your household. Como salvadoreño, you have to have it. It's, it's a lot of information that you were able to, to bring, like, el resumen, ¿verdad? De lo más importante y representativo. So thank you for that, Carmen. No, gracias a ustedes. Y quisiera dar un poco como, porque a partir del título, o sea, es tan particular. O sea, Salvi Yorkers. Uh -huh. Because many people don't relate to that and they think that it's silly or even stupid. So I've never heard of that. And it's fine. And I understand mm -hmm. uh, because it's not that general, generalized. I didn't create it. I found it in the, in the social media, especially on Instagram. Why and what for? Because millennials and the younger generations, that's where they look that connection, that mm -hmm. connection with the roots, with the, you know, but, and, and it's, uh, it's okay because we are, you know, connecting through um, the pupusas, the gastronomy and cultural stuff, but we are more than that. And of yeah. course, we are more than what yeah. media uh, is, uh, is on, we have in the mainstream, of course. And, and, and that's one of the most important uh, topics when I present this book. So why the name? So and and we can go to and is referenced in the book. The, there there is not there are so, so other cultures that have these particular names that they had they they have created themselves. For example, the New Yorkan and mm -hmm. the Dominican York. Yeah. So there are is reference from urban dictionaries and what it means. Mm -hmm. So it, it it takes the experience from people um, eh, descendiente de, en este caso, de, de los New Yorkans, de puertorriqueños de Nueva York y sus, sus descendientes o dominicans who live eh, here and their descendants. Not all of them relate to that specific term and it's fine. So, and I think that is a lot of for linguistics to dig about this, this particular topic. And what I like, what I like about the name is because you have those dos, um, uh, the, the two words, the Salvi and the Yorker, Salvi from Salvadoran, and and I say, you know, you can say Salvadoran, Salvadorian, Salvadorian, yeah, and it's okay, and it's okay. Yeah. So all, all three of them are correct, but Salvadoran is the most common. And um, and the Yorker from, but what 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 how I can see this is that represents the past and the present. So and for many people, you know, because now they con they they consider the Salvi because the Salvi is the one that lives in the U.S. Either that came here very young or was born here, mm -hmm. and also the the Yorker, you know the. And I and I like to say, you know, when what it means. I mean, maybe you have you are resilient AF because of <laughs> Salvadoran and the, and the New York tough. Yeah. You know, because this is a hard. is is very hard, and especially to to raise a family in New York City. So and that's how it it came through. And 
this uh, this wasn't the original title. The title it was so much boring, like uh, 40 años de los salvadoreños en Nueva York, historia de los salvadoreños, aproximación. <laughs> that's that, that that's horrible. So, and uh, and the, and what I love this is because shows the transition between the cultures. Yeah. So because because transit, you know, from. Uh, from the, the, the Salvadoran through the New Yorker, meaning American, what it means. And I invite you to read the, the, the abstract that I got from Omar Enriquez at the end of the book. Uh, he's a very uh, a veteran um, activist in New York uh, because he, I think, is the only person that, have, that, that took the time to write and reflect about what it means to be a Salvadoran American. And uh, because we live, you know, in two different time zones and we are reading news or listening to news, what is going on there, but also here because topics might be completely different. Yeah. You know, here we have the struggle about healthcare, insurance or uh, unemployment uh, with the pandemic and children and all the stuff. And what is going on in El Salvador, it takes another place is in your brain, you know, los abuelitos, las tías, o sea, todos los que viven allá, este, toda esta onda del Bitcoin, lo que está pasando. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, eh, eh, so in you, nosotros estamos de una cultura, ¿no? o sea, el switch, o sea, a veces, sometimes you can have the switch on and the switch off, off. but then it's just that, and I didn't know about this, and because I'm a journalist and I'm kind of, Orthodox about uh, the language and at the very beginning, oh my God, listen, in my own house, the Spanglish, it was like horrifying, but now <laughs> I'm mastering. Yeah, you know? I'm learning for my, for my children, right? It was, yeah. You have to, you have to, because to be able to adapt to it, and it happened the same thing to me, you need to be able to adapt yourself in to be honest and, and accept the fact that we are and half at a point and you have to do it because to be able to to do changes or, or to work here or to adapt yourself or, or for your life not to be that hard getting used to the change you have to adapt to that but that doesn't mean that that part of being aware of what's happening in El Salvador the news and everything you always are aware of that too that happens to me we speak Spanish we speak English we use the Spanglish and it becomes part of who we are really like. here yeah and it's the normal thing and I know that happens to a lot of listeners too because as you said most of them were born here but they have the mom that was the one or the dad, the families that came here, that came looking to run out of the war or because they, um, the economical situation was very hard. And I wanna take advantage of saying that so we can jump into something that you mentioned, the times that we were talking, uh, que es la, la maternidad transnacional o de transnational motherhood, eh, porque si siento que you have the research on this, you have the, the knowledge on uh, how people can understand and how people can be related to this, uh, pues no sé cómo llamarlo, fenómeno, que muchas veces ha sido inevitable y tan repetitivo, and it's still it's still happening, right? So, oh, so what it means, what, what it means, means. Be, what it means to mm -hmm. be a international mother. So, exactly. and one of the, the books, uh, es precisamente el que se me ha caído aquí, <laughs> eh, que fue que, eh, que así encontré um, a este eh, sociólogo eh, salvadoreño que que ha escrito sobre maternidad transnacional eh, a partir de estudios que ha hecho en Washington, es Raúl Sánchez Molina. So this is the book, this is one of the many books and papers that he has, Proceso Migratorio de una Mujer Salvadoreña, es El Viaje de María Reyes a Washington. And uh, he starts saying about you know, the journey and how, because she was betrayed by the husband, the husband just, just wanted to drink. 
and there was not enough money. And then the, the man, the, the husband came and beaten her. And, and so, and she got desperate and he heard about, okay, so, you know, me voy. Uh-huh. And what it means, I mean, what it takes, ese me voy. Or I got to go because of my children. Yeah. So that's the, the main reason that women and mother mothers integrate. But yeah. what it takes and that's why uh, the other book, um, this, that is the, also referenced in my book, Sacrificando Familias, que este está en inglés y en español también, es de uh, Lacey Abrego, she's in UCLA. Um, the, uh, uh, just the title of the book, Navegando Leyes, Trabajo y Amor a Través de las Fronteras. And it and, and you know everything starts from our own families because the, the, the cover of the book is one of the, um, the this paint this painting was made by Lacey's mother because she suffered the separation of them of their mother. So la abuela came to the US and left the daughters behind. So and it and so how they live, so the 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 what it means to what it means for you that your mother left yeah. and then and it, and it would have take like 10 20 years and then so this woman working in order to bring their children here and many of them they no pudieron o no pueden todavía y las que pudieron cómo les está yendo o sea porque es super challenging porque sus hijos quedaron al cuidado de abuelos, abuelas, tíos, tías. Yeah. Y, o sea, ese es uno de los grandes orígenes de la, del complejo problema de las pandillas, ¿no? O sea, because there is no home at home. <coughs> <coughs> Perdón, voy a ir a buscar home outside. Yeah. And so in one, that's one of the, the, the topics. So I invite definitely, <coughs> perdón, buscar las lecturas de, de Raúl Sánchez Molina y es también el estudio que está haciendo eh, Sandra Castro en Adelphi University, esa fue su disertación eh, para su doctorado la, la maternidad transnacional ¿verdad? o sea todo what it takes en, y el, el, el toll como decimos nosotros, la factura que, para, la factura. que pasa para todos, o sea en, el, en la sociedad el hecho de de dejar a tus hijos o de, o de tener hijos acá y, y ha sido como, y es eh, encontrar, yo escribí un artículo hace poco eh, haciendo un, un círculo de casi 60 años, sí, 60 años más o menos, eh, porque tomando como, como referencia la historia de María Sánchez, de María Reyes a Washington, que fue escrito recientemente, porque eh, yo no sé si ustedes saben, pero en los años, yo tampoco sabía, en los años 60, 1966 más o menos, una mujer salvadoreña fue asesinada en Nueva York y fue un caso tan increíble que está en Forensic Files. Entonces la historia es que la mujer se vino huyendo de la, de la, de la infidelidad del esposo, oh. llega a Estados Unidos, comienza a trabajar en una, en una fábrica y es asesinada por el esposo de su hijo, por el, por el, perdón, por el padre de su hijo. Entonces, él la mata, la mete en un barril, en 30 years later, they found the, el cuerpo momificado. Oh, my God. O sea, entonces, so I'm reflecting about that, so because that, so what was the, the motivation for her to immigrate? And, 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 and how, I mean, this is an horrific and extreme case, about uh, what you know because women are always trying to escape from violence yeah. and so so and i'm and, and so we are proving that this is still happening right yeah. and it's been happening for a long time so and on, of course on salvi workers i go back a hundred years on salvadoran immigration but uh so there there's there's so much that we can talk and reflect about this um so carmen i did so one of the things that we, when um, we talked about being a mother, international mother, I mean, I think that's perfectly said, is, you know, me puse a pensar my, from my own mom. And then también, you know, Tati talk, 
very sim similar situation. And vienen aquí con not knowing the language, not knowing the culture, not knowing absolutely with with the only the exception que aquí vamos a, aquí vamos a nos, we're going to establish our life here. This is our new world and we have to embrace it and so on. And, you know, being a mother of three, I knew the struggles of being a mother. Yo nacida aquí y conociendo mi comunidad y todo el support and everything. And then madres que vienen aquí, again, no sabiendo, no sabiendo la lengua, la cultura and everything, embarazadas. And having their baby for the first time here and just feeling absolutely lost, not having the support, not having um, you know, what they would have if they were at home with the support of their mothers or family or whatever. So I think this is a very, very important top topic um, for the, the madres. And not just Salvadorinas, but todo, todo Latino, Latino culture que vienen de México, Centroamérica, Sudamérica, and everything que vienen aquí. Y I'm sure there's a, there's a struggle um, yeah, I have my older daughter was born in El Salvador and I have my mother and, and I mean, she didn't, she didn't move us <laughs> with us to take care of her, but she helped us in sort of way and, and not, not when she was born, but then it, the year before we, we moved to the US, my mom was taking care of her, like the, because I was a professional working mom. Uh, the newspaper so and oh my god and one of the most important things here is not just because the child care support but also the language that's why my daughter is more able to to catch uh, catch up some more spanish and my my youngest son he was born in in, in new york and no extended family no abuelas no abuelos no tías no tíos entonces o sea, ¿cómo le voy a pedir al muchachito que hable español? O sea, yo le hablo en español y él me responde en inglés y, bueno, antes me, antes me enojaba y ahora ya como, ah, ok, por lo menos. And, and because this is, you know, the, the English is the strongest culture for us. So now, now, si lo estoy regañando, I need to switch to English to make sure that he understands. Yeah. Right. So, and I, I, I mentioned this uh, before the, the break. Because I wanted to 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 bring the the story of uh, of one of of one matriarca, you know. Now that we are talking about motherhood, and it's curious because she didn't have children on on her own, but she is Katia Andrade. So this is the obituary that was published in the New York Times um, because she was she she died last year, uh, the beginning of July. And the title of the obituary is Katia Andrade, Premier Advocate for Immigrants Workers. And she died at the age of 88. Oh, wow. And that's how practically, so I was, you know, doing some news reporting and trying to figure out my own path as a journalist in New York. And two, two veteran activists, uh, one I, I, I mentioned before, Omar Enriquez and other who is uh, Miguel Ramirez, they told me, listen, if you need to, if you want to write about Salvadorans in New York, you need to know, you need to interview Katia Andrade because she is the matriarch of Salvadorans in New York. And I'm like, what is such a thing? Como así? Well, long story short, she was. She came in early 50s. And she worked like, I think, four years as the director of the department, uh, the, the, the department of Education in one of the largest uh, unions for, uh, in the garment in, in industry. And the, the amazing work that she, not, not just she, but her uh, husband, they did, they had uh, you can look up in the New York Times archives. So because they were doing a lot of not just because anybody, any Salvadorian or any other people that that came to New York and need a job, she helped them. They helped them. So many people knew them back then. And oh, I know her because I live with her. And then I, I and, and, and 
and now she was the key um, person to identify this this woman that was murdered in 1966 and because what happened she lived with her a couple so so that's so when 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 i was uh, watching the because indeed is there is the the file the the um, the forensic file in youtube and she was the one that so miss katy andrade was able to identify the the mommy you know this Mm -hmm. woman i mean it was i mean the, the whole case is horrible i just met a couple in a presentation that I had at the West Orange Public Library here in New Jersey. And they told us, oh no, we know we knew Katy Andrade and we saw her in, the, in this uh, cold case <laughs> file. And, and so that's and, and the work that she did. I had the honor of uh, meeting her a couple of times. The El Consulado del Salvador de Manhattan le dio un reconocimiento and she passed. Uh, almost a year ago so that's you know that is the type of so imagine so this um, the obituary is almost a half of page so el new, york, el, el new york times no le está escribiendo obituarios a salvadoreños tan o sea tiene que ser un presidente o alguien demasiado relevante yeah. so i invite people to to look for it i wasn't able to to include this so I was able to include the reference that she died in my English version of the book, but I the, the copyright for uh, in, including the picture of the obituary it was too expensive. So I because I wanted to do that, but my editor said, "Listen, just uh, in, let's include the reference." Yeah, because uh-huh. uh, because it is it's complicated. The, the all the thing about the copyright for books uh-huh. or creations. Yeah, and. Um, but Katy Andrade is one of her the, the the most important Salvador Salvadoran Salvadoran Americans in the East Coast. Wow, Carmen! You know what? Just listening to you talking about her is inspiring. It's 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 like a piece of cake, or and I'm not saying this a piece of cake like it's easy. I'm saying mm-hmm. it a piece of cake because I enjoy sweets. So to me, to find something like this and to get to know people that have done so much for Salvadorians here is amazing. And that's what Oti and I, we always talk about, like, we want to get to know people from El Salvador, but also from here, that they have had an impact in the community. And, and honestly, when you mention es un matriarcado, I don't know why, pero ya lo hemos mencionado antes, lo mencionamos en un episodio anteriormente con, con el primo Freddy, that he's an historian, and, and, and we talk about the mujeres on the month of March. We really come culturalmente de mujeres fuertes, mujeres que they had to work to get out there when it, it wasn't the normal thing to do for a woman to be working en los mercados, que se tuvieron que aprender a defender que por eso quizás tenemos fama de gritonas o pleitistas, o, but it's part of who we are. And then you add to that, having the war that left a lot of families with just the mom taking care of everyone. Just like you said, moms coming here and leaving the kids over there. So I, 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 it makes me feel happy. It makes me feel proud to listen to this, to get to know about Katia Andrade to put a name, to, to have a reference on someone that made a big impact in the community. I will say that Katy Andrade is our Dolores Huerta. Yeah. No, but, but yeah. no, no, but it's not, uh, it's, it's not well known. Yeah. But we so have the work for that. Yeah, we, we are the ones that have the duty. Yeah. I mean, just like her, she deserves a book. She deserves a documentary. But I don't have the resources or the, I mean, I knew that she had three storages full of documents, pictures. Oh my God. Oh my God. But I don't have, so you need resources to do this, you know, try to dig. So at least, at least now um, is, uh, I mean, you can look in the internet. You look, uh, you look for, you Google Katy Andrade and you will find many, many, uh, things, the obituary and other articles that were published at the New York Times, especially, especially. 
Pero eh, no le hace claro. justicia, ¿verdad, Carmen? No, no le hace justicia y está en inglés. Oh, sí. so, entonces, si alguien está buscando un personaje relevante... Y en eh, español... Yeah, so, mente, so, so, yeah, that's how, you know, that's why I'm proud of with, with the book because, of course, can't be a yellow book, yellow page book, because it's <laughs> eh, demasiado, pero la, la segunda parte del libro, que es un showcase de, of biographies from prominent Salvadorans, and not just women, but a lot of men too, men. But, yeah, with what, what they are doing. I mean, I love I love that chapter of the book because you have in there people uh, that are artists, musicians, people in the media, and it's wonderful to be able uh, how they were were able de, de superarse a sí mismos porque no solo que sea un cantante ya no there's people que ha estudiado para lograrlo salir adelante so es una inspiración es algo muy especial yeah yeah for example I will I just I can mention um, Paula Heredia, that she wants Emmy, oh, she's okay. a filmmaker. I yeah. start with them. And for and the next, I will say Sonia Melara, she's a painter. As far as I know, she's the only one that a museum in the United States have published her almost her entire uh, retrospective. It was, it is, it, it was the the former known as uh, Museum of uh, Gay and Lesbian Art. Oh, yeah, I read uh, that. Leslie Loham Museum. So, ¿a qué? O sea, ¿cuántos artistas salvadoreños un museo les ha publicado completa su obra retrospectiva? O sea, that's Sonia Melara, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I can see, and, and, and what is, um, but, but what is um, um, complicated because it's life, that people is dying. So three of my protagonists of the book are almost already died. First, um, the, the lady of the cover. Yes. And this is, okay. the, we haven't talked about the cover of the, yes. the, we talk about the title of the book. We haven't talked about the cover of the, the book. The cover is very deep. It is yeah. another matriarca. She is uh, um, Doña Jerónima Campos. She immigrated at the age of 86. And the picture shows her at the observatory of the, uh, the World Trade Center two days before the attacks. Imagine that. That's the story of that picture. So yeah. that picture is, um, it, it got frozen in time and space because the World, War, World, um, World Trade Center fue destruido dos días después. Todavía tenemos la foto del ticket porque el nieto la llevó a la abuelita el 9 de septiembre de 2001. Y so when I got the picture, oh my God, every time I tell the story, you know, everybody gets chills because what? Yeah, Two yeah. days before the attacks and what it means, how the world changed, how that impact, yeah. uh, uh, how, how the 9-11 impacted in, in yeah. modern history. Yeah. And then she died at the age of 104 years. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> and so, yeah, so I was, I was, Uh, finalizing the book I wasn't I, I, I couldn't meet her um, in person then uh, then Doña Cati last year passed and then one the lady from the uh, the family that is living she is, she wasn't she is she wasn't uh, undocumented immigrant but she supported most of her family and one of her nieces came joined the caravans The, the caravan and she came in 2018 and she almost she she also died so it's like uh, you know and and and, and yeah and and that's the you know that's the call for you guys so for you and your generation so start telling your own stories so and and i know that many of 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 You guys in our generation, you don't know why you are here, why your families are here, because there is a lot of trauma and pain in yes. those, on those history. Oh. oh my God, yes. Right now that you mentioned that, it's taking a little bit of time for us to finally open with our own stories. And we talk with Ote about this every single day, because as you said, it's stories that come out of, out of pain. Um, 
the, the motives or the reasons, for example, why I'm here or why uh, at this moment that came here, the same. So I think it's como el factor en común de, de los que estamos aquí. Siempre hay algo de lo que venimos tratando de sanar o algún dolor, right? But it's, I mean, your, the cover you're mentioning right now, to me, the cover is amazing because tienes... Eh, she, was eh, conquering, she was conquering, for me, the, the, how I, I, how I, como yo interpreto esa foto, you know, and that's the call. So this can be, entre comillas, ordinary people, but when you start listening about the, their histories, they are extraordinary. Yeah. Porque imagínate, yeah. o, sea, o sea, una señora del campo viene, emigra a los 86 años eh, y vive hasta los 104 años. O sea, deja un legado de familia, de profesionales, de amor. O sea, eh, y, y para mí lo que significa, lo que representa esa fotografía es ella conquistando the biggest city in the world. Right. Yeah. On yeah. top. La yeah, the, great, the greatest city in the world. She did mm -hmm. it. And so you know what? The, the way she's dressed. Sí. I'll need to talk about the way she's dressed because eso es lo que representa a muchas de nuestras familiares, de verdad. La, la peineta. La sí. peineta. La el peineta. Vestido. Yep. Sí. Mm -hmm. lo, lo amo. Y el sí. Mm -hmm. Eso es lo que nos representa. Entonces, sí trae mucho significado. Es sí, muy entonces, hermoso. mi libro en ese sentido es muy, muy feminista en ese aspecto. ¿Verdad? O sea, yeah. y femenino también. Es que no son mutuamente excluyentes. Exacto. ¿Verdad? Este, y tiene una gran carga femenina, no solo porque lo escribí yo, sino yeah. que por la cantidad de historias que hay, pues, y porque la historia ha sido contada por los vencedores, que usualmente son los hombres blancos, ¿verdad? Entonces, es, ese es el llamado, ¿no? O sea, contar nosotros nuestras propias historias. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, this is, I mean, this is, a perfect way to you know wrap it up in our thing but that you know leaving it us it's like i mean i feel like you're okay i'm passing the baton come on girls <laughs> do this <laughs> yeah every time i i have the opportunity to talk to anybody so what is your the the the, the what is your 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 next project mm -hmm. okay well what's going on yeah <sighs> so <laughs> polishing the i mean the I, I almost have, I will say almost 28 years of being journalist. So I, I could say that I can, I can write a little bit. <laughs> it's not that bad, but all the thing is publishing a book. So it takes time. It takes uh, pain. You cry and like giving birth. And I found I'm so lucky of having the editor that I have, which is a Cuban Dominican um, writer, his name is Jose Fernandez Pequeño, but also there were many people back in El Salvador, Amparo Marroquín Parducci, profesora de la UCA, ella podría ser un, un nice eh, invitado para su podcast, eh, profesora de comunicaciones, eh, because it's, uh, it was super, super uh, hard, you know, doing the book and publishing. So yeah. the book is so that the, the so the first edition was uh, uh, 2020. The second edition, the, the first the first edition covered 90 years of story. The second edition covered 100 years of story, and of stories. And then it took two years. The translation, that's another story. <laughs> it was super painful because it was uh, during the pandemic, and it was in and the English version of the book and the second edition in Spanish is part of my own uh, personal process after a, a very painful separation and divorce uh, uh, process happening. And I needed to, you know, I, I need, necesitaba sacármelo del pecho. O sea, ese ha sido como un poco terapéutico también. O sea, hacer y seguir haciendo. I'm working, I'm working uh, to get the audiobook out I thought it would be easier. It's not. 
And uh, my next step will be, so I'm, I'm doing a, a book tour now that with the pandemic is, things are opening a little bit more. And, um, and I'm, I'm just starting to gather information about Salvadorans in New Jersey. And my, my ultimate goal will, will be compilate about Salvadorans in the East Coast. O sea, porque los asentamientos están de Florida, el norte de Atlanta, el, la área DMV que es de DC, Maryland, Virginia, el área triestatal, eh, New Jersey, New York, eh, Connecticut, Boston, Rhode Island. Okay. Ese es como, eh, pero, pero ahorita estamos, estoy en este... Su so, niño nació, hay que cuidarlo, hay que ponerle yeah. talco, hay que ponerle, sí, este, todos los días, ¿verdad? Y, <risa> eh, pero sí, es, o sea, y esa es, la, esa es la, la, lo más grandioso, son las conexiones, las conexiones nuevas. O sea, porque el libro, la primera edición del libro fue publicada con 90 años y el, el, después de una entrevista con New York One aquí en New York, me, pon, me entró en contacto conmigo el señor Bernard López cuyo padre vino hace más de 100 años. Yeah. That's how the timeline expanded. And I'm so grateful because he trusted me. And he said, like, okay, let's, let's, let's do it. And he had the documents. He had la I was going to tell you to see la where he worked out. La partida del tra una acta de trabajo que tanto fe que él trabajaba. En sí, el son las, las, las constancias de trabajo. Yeah. Eh, porque yeah. él fue doorman en en hoteles y eh, hoteles y teatros en Brooklyn yeah. y luego cómo fue su proceso de legalización hasta que obtuvo uh -huh. la, 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 la ciudadanía y luego cómo he, he was too old to join the army uh -huh. para la segunda guerra mundial y entonces se terminó enrolando en la marina mercante yeah. y así terminó la segunda guerra mundial y conoció el mundo o sí. sea, es como Claro, me dice mi papá, quizás no fue un profesional y no tuvo éxitos y todo. Sí, pero su historia es extraordinaria. Lo o sea, es, cada personaje se puede hacer una serie en Netflix. Ah, ah, yes. Yo te iba a decir eso porque me encantó la historia. Lo que más me encantó es ese romanticismo que le damos a tener información from the past, from our people, right? Like, yeah, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Se, se arriesgó being a, a, an adult. I mean, he was in his, what, 39 or 49 years old when he joined. And he started bringing uh, food to the, um, to the army outside. From ah, si sí, no, ya tenía, ya era viejo, por eso lo viejo. 49, right? Eh, era que tenía 47 <laughs> años, por eso go. ya no se pudo enrolar en el ejército, porque él quería servir en el ejército mayor. durante la guerra, sí, o sea, y los... Los barcos de la marina mercante fueron los que protegieron a, protegieron a las tropas estadounidenses y aliadas de los submarinos nazis, ¿no? Entonces, y esa es la semillita que yo quiero dejar para ustedes, para, la, quienes los, para su público, quienes nos escuchan, las nuevas generaciones. Es, conozcan sus propias historias, porque dentro, dentro de sus propias familias hay un montón de cosas que ustedes no saben, que seguramente ya se han preguntado los secretos familiares, si van a los documentos, van a empezar a ver, ay, ¿por qué este apellido es distinto? ¿Por qué nació aquí? Y entonces, ¿por qué tiene un padre distinto? ¿Y por qué la mamá? O sea, o sea porque toda, entonces así es como nos damos cuenta de nuestro propio origen y damos explicación a cómo es el presente y podemos proyectarnos para dónde vamos. Oh, wow, Carmen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to, to talk to you to get to know you more, to get to know your, your, the job that you're doing too. It's, it's amazing because I, I as we said uh, uh, at the beginning of this conversation that el propósito es eh, dar a conocer esa información más. And like you said, and we always tell everyone, do your own research. Eh, hay que ser curiosos. If you have something to share, share with us because that's the only way we're going to be able to put or to gather representative highlight. information, yeah, to highlight eh, nuestra, nuestra historia, nuestras historias como salvadoreños. So, te oh, agradecemos sí. mucho por, por tu tiempo. No, y las yo, conexiones, una... estas conexiones yeah. son los que hacen posible que los proyectos crezcan. Así que yo les deseo 
mucha suerte en su podcast, la felicito y seguimos, seguimos aquí eh, a la orden. Gracias. Gracias, Gracias. 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 And thank you everyone that is listening. Yes. Yes, and keep keep up. Um, we will definitely um, be sharing with you all. Uh, I think I mean you've highlighted so many people that I'm like, you know, from your book and everything, and have to remind myself and everything to you know to highlight estas mujeres también that you've talked about in this podcast. So thank you again, Carmen, and we will see you soon. And hopefully your book tour, maybe California. Ojalá, vamos a ver, vamos a ver. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Thank you.